Welcome to Kingdom Testimony. It is Monday, March 14th. This is Lisa, and we are continuing in the series of my testimony. Um, and everything that happens to us, if we are children of the Most High, it is part of the kingdom. So therefore, this is a kingdom testimony. Um, it's a little windy outside, so I apologize if you hear wind noises. It seems like it's calmed down just a little bit. Um, I want to get out there today. I need to do a lot of painting. And I'm, it's supposed to be 70 degrees. Yay! And, um, I'm building a garden enclosure. So it sounds rather, um hillbilly-ish, no offense <clears throat> to anybody out there that is a hillbilly, like I am now. Um, I'm, my son-in-law got me really nice pallets. <laughs> now, it used to be that everybody would, would snub their nose at pallets, but wood is expensive, and these are really nice ones, and they're perfectly square. Um, they were only used one time at the factory where he works, so they build them for the one purpose, and they're made out of two by fours and one by twos, and they're very nice. So I took, I'm taking a bunch of these, and I'm building a garden enclosure. So on the outside, it's going to look like a picket fence. It's very nice. They're also like 47 inches tall and wide, so they're they're pretty good size. Anyway, I'm excited about it. Gonna start, gonna try gardening again. Okay, let's let's get into things here. Um, we're starting at July 1st, 2018. I will I will try to get through July on this recording today. A lot happened that month. Um, <clears throat> well, I woke up thinking. With the words in my head, I'm trying to set you free. Um, whom the sun sets free, he's free indeed. I realize the final unfulfilled vision of me in Nicaragua with a helper. Oh, yes. Okay, we'll get... Well, yeah, we should maybe cover that right away. I'm not sure if I relayed that dream. It was uh, from several years back where I was in a place that was like Guatemala, Nicaragua, somewhere in Central America. And me and a guy were delivering food to um, Spanish-speaking people. And I thought it was my husband that was with me. All I know is we were in like a white truck or a white van. Went inside, brought food in, and all of a sudden like these guerrilla warfare type of people burst through the doors. They're not speaking English, of course. They're hollering. And I and we I I grabbed the lady and there was kids there and we ducked behind this couch and all I hear is gunfire erupting. And that's where the dream ended. Um and I called that to road to, the road to Hannah and maybe and we'll get into that later. Um actually that could be part of this series when I'm done is I could read that book. I wrote the book. It was on Amazon. I took it down to revise it. All right. 
let's let's get going beyond that. I don't want to get sidetracked. And then I made a note. I'm going to type up my dream and tape it here because my writing muscle in my right hand is sore. And I didn't tape it here. So uh, I think I remember which one it was where I was in like an end times scenario. And I ended up like in a big city, and I've never lived in a big, big city. Um, no, it's not here. Um, I've never lived in a huge city, but I was in a big city, and I was helping people, and it was like the city had been bombed, um, but not severely. It was in the United States. And all I remember is I was helping people, and there was just wicked, wicked people around. And I could tell on the outskirts of the city was thick darkness, like evil. And let's see if I can find that dream. I'm not quite sure where it is. All right, July 2nd. In the middle of the night, I woke up and I was speaking in tongues. Now, when I was first saved in 1985... Um, at a Pentecostal church, I was given a phrase in tongues, and I remember it had the word shalom in it, which means peace, of course. Um, <clears throat> but, I, but I didn't keep up with it or pursue it, so I wasn't speaking tongues for all these years. Well, in 2014, when I quit my job at the USDA or wanted to quit, I was praying to the Lord, please reinstate my speaking in tongues. I know that was like, what, 29 years earlier. But I felt like I desperately needed it, because I needed the Holy Spirit to pray for me. And one day coming home from work, it was an hour commute, um, I was just praying and praying and praying for the umpteenth time, please, please give me the gift of tongues, because I really need it. And all of a sudden, I just started speaking a different language. And it was coming out kind of, you know, like I could control it if I wanted to, but I didn't want to control it. But it was coming out rather fast. And it almost sounded like Spanish or Portuguese. I don't really know. I'm not a language expert. And then, you know, I stopped, and I was just kind of surprised. And I was still on the drive home, and I told the Lord, I was like, if that is really tongues, because I I, I'm not doing this myself, you know, let it start up again, but, but, you know, show me for sure that that's what it is. And it started up again, and it was coming out so fast, there's no way I could have. I could have done that. No way. And I could tell these were actual words. It wasn't just gobbledygook. So that was pretty cool. So at 3 a.m. I woke up and I was speaking in tongues. And I wrote down two of the words that kept repeating. And so I, I, typed, them into, <laughs> I typed them into Google Translate. The first one was Slavic. 
I'm not going to try and, and pronounce them. I, I just typed them in as best I could. Letia, Licia, Slavic meant flying, and Komaso was Polish, and it said, what am I with? It's like, oh, okay. Um, so, anyway, um, of course I thought of that um, vision that I had of flying through the heavens with a large angel in its old rustic skeleton key. So, <clears throat> okay. And then, of course, I go on through some thoughts about that because thoughts were just flooding my mind. And then the Lord said later, start praying for what I've shown you. I was thinking, well, you've shown me a lot. So, um, and then later on that day, I was doing dishes and the word visitation went through my head. I kept thinking visitation and connected to your destiny. Now we were at our property at this time when we were fixing up that property up by the Canadian border and I remember thinking, you know, the word of the day is visitation. And then the next day I was thinking forerunners. Um, Operate with the Spirit of God in the realm of Enoch, everything exposed, as they move with the Lord in the realms of His glory. And I'm not sure if I got that from someone on Facebook or YouTube, but, but that's what I wrote. And I was thinking, did I miss my visitation? And the Lord said, no, you did not miss your visitation. And then I just have notes you know, many confirmations. And then the next night, I had a vision that I was seeing with my eyes closed, but it was actual seeing a third realm. It was so clear. It was so dimensional, overlaid like lapis lazuli, lazuli, my mom loved lapis lazuli. Look that up on a Google image. Where the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are fused. I can't explain it. It's a vague color. Dark building layers. Like layers building on each other. Huh. So that's, that's kind of neat. Um, Alright. Now let's keep going here. I'm making lots of notes from a Facebook, a person on Facebook that was pretty much writing down everything I had been thinking. Um, July 4th, we're still up at that, up at that property. I woke up around 5 a.m. And when I woke up, very clearly the Lord said in, to me, like not out loud, but I mean in the spirit, William Branham. And I, I sat up, and I, you know, I didn't want to wake my husband. I grabbed my phone, and I'm like, I've never heard of this person, William Branham. And so I grabbed my phone, and I wrote, wow, before Oral Roberts, he was the starter of the healing and deliverance movement. I edited and marked lots of screenshots. Known for dispensational thought 
saying the Laodicean period of seven letters churches was dispensations or times, and we are entering the Laodicean period. How sevenfold spirit using eleven gifts will precede the rapture, I think, see pictures, thought his sermons on the seven seals were his best work. YouTube this uh, forerunner. I had never even heard of this guy. He died when I was three years old. He was born in 1909, during the beginning of America's 20th century revival period. Um, he died Christmas Eve in Amarillo, Texas, 1965, by a drunk driver known as the principal architect of restorational thought. Um, a lot of people disagreed with a lot of his later statements that he made. But um, a year ago, I saw online where his three-volume biography was for sale and they were defending you know him saying he was his reputation was smeared um, from what I saw on, on Google you know that was a smear <clears throat> and so I bought I bought those three books like a year ago and read them and they are excellent but I had never heard of this guy never healing and deliverance ministry that was like none other um, all right, so July 5th, during the night, first visions before fully asleep of children, 200,000 children alive in heaven or in an orphanage. Hmm. Then I had a vision of the souls, black and white again, but yet color, but three types of visions are becoming clearer. Souls, people waiting in a lake type thing. Now, this is in the middle of the night, and I'm writing, so I don't want my husband to wake up. He was getting a little annoyed that I was, you know, interrupting his sleep. Um, so, people waiting in a lake type thing, coming closer and closer to a thing. I'm watching from behind, observing. They are moaning sickly, like dead souls. They are without what they need groaning and walking, trudging, ever looking, ever in search of. I can't see water, but they walk as if in water where you can't run but trying to get somewhere. It was awful. Dang, sounds like zombies or something. <clears throat> I vaguely remember this one. How many souls are on my hands? I have prayed for utterance. Like Francis Hunter book, Go Man Go. Is she a life used by Jesus to be imitated? Then yesterday, um, a servant's heart was demonstrated. I'm not quite sure. Um, oh, a girl came up to me trying to find her mother. Okay, I don't remember that. Um, okay. Okay, I'm still a little shook up about the zombie thing. Um... Okay. Alright, so now we're at July 7th. Uh, my daughter and her little boys, I think they were like three and one years old, or no, not even one, were on their way driving up to visit. She was having trouble with her fiancé, and... So she just decided she was going to come up for a couple of weeks um, from Arizona to Fargo. 
I had been talking to her about a lot of the stuff that I had been seeing and things that had been happening, and she was very intrigued. Uh, she said, basically, because I had sent a letter to my three kids, two older boys and then my daughter. I sent them a letter and I told them, the Lord has been showing me things. I didn't get specific, but I said, the Lord's been showing me things, and I believe we are very close to the end times. I believe that things are going to get pretty scary pretty soon. And so I encouraged them, and that's why we had bought the property up at the Canadian border, because my husband also, we had been thinking, we need a place to go when the, when the poop hits the fan, so to speak. So we were getting, you know, a place ready where we could go. I mean, it wasn't off-grid or anything like that, but, I mean, it was way out, you know, it wasn't in anywhere heavily populated. So I was telling the kids that they need to prepare. And I knew I had this property here, still in Arizona, this acreage, and I said, you can always go there if something happens. Um, there isn't anything there at the time. There wasn't. Just a shed, you know, and this camper full of mice. And... And I said, but if you guys can make it up here, we're setting up a place up here. And so I sent them each a letter. Well, the boys were like, okay, well, no, we're, you know, we'll be fine. And my daughter called, and she said, um, I, I think I need to come up there and talk to you about this because I'm, I'm kind of feeling, you know, a little uneasy about what's going on in the world, too. So she decided to come up for a couple of weeks with two little tiny boys just by herself. And so I was really excited because me and my daughter are very close. So she was heading up July 7th, and it does have something to do with what takes place later in the month. So that's why I put that in there. And I did share with her because she was, you know, so interested in all of this. I didn't share a lot of it with my sons because they were just like, okay, <laughs> it's kind of weird. You know, they weren't. They weren't getting as close, I mean, as far into, like, the spiritual aspect of everything. They're Christian, but they were just, I mean, not to mention working 60-plus hours a week. Um, and families and things like that, so. But I was sharing a lot of it with my daughter, and she was like, I need to, I, we need to, I need to come up. So then again, on July 7th, the Lord said, start praying for what I've shown you. Um, and so I made some more notes. Set the mind, oh, get the mind of God for yourself and your family. Destiny, come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Walk with him like Adam walked in the garden. And I was thinking, well, how do I do that? I don't, I don't know how to do that. Um, and then I, I was writing visitation again. I, I wrote visitation again. And then I was writing stuff about the Perugia, um, which a lot of people think is like the rapture appearing and things like that. And, um, so, and then I was praying about the latter rain. And it's like, what, you know, all these things are brand new to me at this time. They're all brand new. Um, and these are things, you know, that I was looking up on YouTube and stuff like that. Perugia. 
uh, Strong's H3952 to be present, arrive to enter into a situation, presence, a coming, arrival, advent, Christ's second coming. Um, things like that. And it's like, rapture? You know, I wasn't still sure if rapture, if the, rap, the rapture thing is going to happen, but there is some sort of catching away. Um, not like to disappear forever, but to be further trained and enlightened, like what happened to Paul. He was caught up to the third heaven, and when he was brought back, then he was empowered more for his destiny, his purpose on the earth. So, like, being raptured, if it if it is going to happen, it's not to, like, just completely take us away. It's for a purpose. Um... Because if you're raptured and gone for good, gone for good, you're, you know, that's not considered raptured. That's considered falling asleep in the Lord and being gone. Because flesh and blood does not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, as a flesh and blood person, even Jesus went into heaven with a whole new body. You know, so I don't know. Those are just thoughts. July 9th, I had a vision, being in a foreign place, waking up. Oh, walking up to a group of people with a message, unafraid. Hmm. All right. Then I was in the prayer closet, and I heard the Lord, felt the Lord saying, people will be going to and fro throughout the earth. Knowledge will increase. Hearts of men will grow cold before the great and fateful day of the Lord. So July 10, my daughter arrived. She's going to be here for two weeks. Um... The day she arrived, I had a vision, and it was the words, Great Wind. But it was written in cursive and really pretty, and it was written in red. Um, and one video I was watching, they were saying the colors of the rainbow correspond with the seven functions of the Holy Spirit, and red is the prophetic anointing. I don't consider myself prophetic, but the Lord was showing me a lot of things, of things to come. Um, and then I did a study on that. Okay, on July 11th, I put self to death. You don't have to die. No, you're changed. In the twinkling of an eye. That's just a rhyme. I don't know if that was from the prayer closet or what. Um, I wasn't getting a whole lot of time to make notes with my daughter in town, but we were talking a lot. Her and I were going over. I was showing her stuff in my notebook. Um, the other thing I was making notes on is like being translated. Like I was just saying, not so much as being raptured or the harpazo and all that Perugia stuff. Um, it's more of a catching away. Like when Philip went to baptize the eunuch in Acts chapter 8. He baptized him, and then he was later on, he was just, the Spirit took him away, and he popped up in whatever town it was later, Caesarea, Philippi, or something like that. He, he just pops up somewhere later, you know, so so it could be a, a taking away to be put somewhere else, to be used somewhere else. That's what I'm saying. So, um... The seven spirits or seven functions of the Holy Spirit, Isaiah 11, 1. Then in Revelations, it talks about the seven spirits around the throne. 
Now this is what Neville Johnson said, and so I've just, I was showing it to my daughter, and we just kind of thought, this is cool. God made the rainbow, the rainbow's around the throne, there's seven functions of the Holy Spirit. Maybe this is the colors of the rainbow. The first one, of course, the Spirit of the Lord. Second one is wisdom is orange, understanding is yellow, counsel is green, might is blue, knowledge is indigo, and the fear of the Lord is violet. And that's just something we decided that we thought was cool and we would go with. Why not? There's a rainbow around the throne and that's the seven functions of the Holy Spirit, Isaiah 11. Alright, we're on July 13th. Um... I'm not quite sure we're not going to make it through the month of July. Maybe I'm just talking too much. I will try to get through it, but if there's things that need to... All right, July 14th, 15th, 16th, my daughter is here. Um, things I remember were getting really tense with my husband at this point. Um, I was spending a lot of time with her, and... I was not spending as much time with him, and he was getting a bit jealous of that, which I know seems silly because she lives so far away. Um, but, but it was also kind of just like driving him crazy. Uh, July 17th, I had a vision clashing of wisdom and an unlawful gain. Exposing deceit, an icky dream. Oh, it was an icky dream about him and his mom and his brother. Yeah, I remember that one. I didn't write it down, but it was it was icky. Um, and the Lord was showing me dissatisfaction, as as in he was dissatisfied. Um, remember? Okay. And then at that point where the, the words great wind had that cursive in red, it went to great loss. And the Lord said, you will lose everything and gain me. Um, watch for the subtle shift, he said. And... At that point, I was seeing that there was things that the Lord was showing me, like I had asked my husband to do uh, Bible studies with me. And he didn't want to, probably because I'm, you know, I just probably couldn't shut up or something about verses. I, I'm like, oh, this Lord was showing me this. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's like, oh man, you know. But, um, and I don't see where I wrote it in here. I'll keep going. There was something that happened about Corinthians. Okay, I had a vision of a crystal blue ocean. I wrote back in 2014. Did I thick light blue with white crystals? I was being pulled in and didn't want to stop. Okay, yeah, that was one that I already had. Did I have it again? Um, oh, okay. And then July 18th, I had a vision of an open heaven. And then the clouds parted, and there was a clear opening, so like so the sun could like peek through. Um, I looked, and there was a white guy's face and neck. I looked again, something from the spirit world, the last imprint. Oh, it's like the it's it's like an imprint, like when you shut off a light bulb. 
So I saw a white guy's face and from like like the neck up and face. But it was something from the spirit world. That's pretty cool because um, that happened again in May of 2019. And that's what I'm going to end this series with was that. So that's pretty interesting. I forgot about that. Okay, July 19th, I had a dream or a vision. Wasn't sure. I looked at the sky and explosions of light and color pastels across the sky. <clears throat> I looked and watched and also included like fireworks going off everywhere. I or the Lord was tightly and securely hugging my sister. And that was it. <clears throat> okay, still on July 19th. The subtle shift, and I'm being reminded of, my, now my daughter is there, and her and I are talking a lot, and she's reminding me of a dream I had where she came in through a sliding door, and she said to me, Mom, it's, try, it's time to go. And this was the dream that I had, and it's in that book that I wrote. This is the dream that I had where... I was, I was single at the time, but in this dream I was with a guy, and I couldn't see his face, but I saw his forehead and his hairline, and him and I were on a basement couch, just kind of, you know, snuggling a little bit, and I was talking to him, and I remember looking directly into his face, like, eye to eye, so I could trust him, and, <clears throat> and then my daughter opens the sliding door, and she says, Mom, it's time to go. And him and I both start, you know, chuckling or laughing a little bit because she was acting childlike. You know, I was like, okay, all right, I will, just a minute. And that's pretty much all it was. And I'll get into more of that when I, when I read the book. The book's not long. Um, but it turned out that this guy ended up being my second husband, the guy I was with in 2018, this husband here. And when I met him, I saw his, his hairline and his forehead, and I'm like, oh, that's the guy from the dream. And so him and I ended up, you know, I knew him from many years ago, like in high school, middle school. And we ended up, you know, dating long distance, and then we got together, and then we got married, and I moved up there. Um, I moved up there first, and then we got married. Um, and that dream was coming back while she was there. And this is July 19th. But I was writing, touch no unclean thing. Um, subtle shift, basement sliding door. When she playful like a child in the dream, that was like around 2008, so 10 years earlier. Um, subtle shift, couch playful, betrayal to follow. Now I'm in the prayer closet writing this. Be betrayal to follow. Surely the Lord God does nothing except he reveals his secrets to the servant, the prophets. Um, and then I'm writing it, you know, that she's here visiting now. So what does this have to do with all of that? You know, and what was interesting, though, was that, and, and no, I'm not going to finish July. Because um, we're at 31 minutes. But what's interesting is that... Um, when we, 
were first married, we had, it was in Minnesota, and we had, he had a house that had a basement. And in the basement, there was a sliding door, but it was, it was like a pocket door to a closet or something. But at my daughter's house that she was presently living in, in Arizona, she had a sliding door that, that opened to a room, not a basement room. So I'm like, well, these two things are unrelated because one, yes, has the basement where there was a couch and, you know, and we would lay on that couch because it was cooler down there in the summer and watch TV or whatever. And she had the, her guest room had a sliding pocket door and I would stay in that room and I would go and visit her or he and I both would if we both went. And I'm like, well, these two things are not related. Well, they end up definitely being related uh, in a month in August of 2018. Um, but I just thought that was interesting that I start writing that around July 19. Um, and then I start, I wrote, you asked me for a display of my power. That's what the Lord said. Demands, if you will, no one gets hurt. Do it quickly, release quickly and quietly. Satisfies her vindication. Lisa, this is big. I'm not sure what all these things mean. Has paid off before, full circle, accomplished purposes, set up her reward. Um, Chelsea has no idea how instrumental she is. It would please her to know that she has helped the Lord fulfill my destiny. Uh, and then I just I start writing a lot of things that are like, oh my. <laughs> it starts looking like like the Lord doesn't want me here. And he had been showing me before, you know, that I don't really know the person that I was married to. And then I wrote, I go to prepare a place for you. My first step is obedience. Um, uh, yeah. And then I start writing things of the same nature that happened in my first marriage. And it's like, are we there again? So, and then I start writing about the sun peeking through the clouds. Mm -hmm. And so in my own way, this was, I'm seeing now, this was prophetic for what was going to be happening to me within the next few months. And I didn't know it, but the Lord was showing me all of these things and setting me up so that I wasn't so shocked. And so I will end it with, um, I think I will be able to end it with July 20th. I woke up and I was hearing the words, Gray Dawn. Yeah, we'll stop there. Gray dawn. And, um, oh, in a vision. A brick wall around a kingdom. Small gray brick atmosphere was like gloom and doom. There were others beside me and around me rushing. So, and I thought of the Joel II army with that again. All right, we're going to leave it there. We made it to July 20th, um, so this was, I, like I said, this was, a, this was a big month. It was a really big month. 
So we will have to leave it there. All right, till next time. This is Kingdom Testimony. Have a blessed day.